Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. If you noticed earlier on tonight's episode, it's called Heroes and Villains because we're going to have two completely different personalities here tonight at 7.30. We're going to have longtime professional wrestling fan and personality throughout many promotions here in the United States. That being Darla Stagg is going to join us at 7.30. And of course, at 8.15, the infamous Tyler Copeland will be joining us again. As you can see at the bottom of the screen, if you send stars to the Russell Top Podcast, you can help us earn money for more content, merchandise giveaways, worthy causes, and so much more. Please make it a point to share the stars as we go through the program tonight, and again, we want to give a shout out to all of our great viewers. So make sure you make uh, the login available so we can see who's here. We've got Aaron Wallace here joining us tonight. And I'm going to warn you, I can't speak for the infamous Tyler Copeland, but I know right now a lot of people aren't too fond of the solution. And right now tonight, we're going to have one of the key members of the solution here joining us on the program in about an hour's time. Also, as a reminder, make it a point to uh, share this podcast with all your friends and family. Make sure to include the hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling. We do this every Tuesday night right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. And at this point, I want to go ahead and welcome my broadcast colleague for this evening, a man who's really kind of come into his own in the last few weeks here on the Russell Talk Podcast, always hitting the hard-hitting questions. Ladies and gentlemen, the man with the plan from the East Coast, the one, the only, the Alpha. Alpha, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing good, Luke. It's it's good to be on the show. I'm excited. We got a good show. We got to carry it ourselves, but we got this. We got this. That is true. And like I said, I know for a fact, the last couple of weeks, we've always had that pop-in appearance by the one, the only, big, sexy Chris Rodell. And who knows? The Night Owl may pop in. We might have Sunny Money Mayo pop in. We might even have the one, the only, Nightmare Jones join us. But I mean, tonight, they're kind of leaving us in control. And again, I got to say, the title not only fits our guests, but... From what I've seen from a lot of the people here on the Russell Talk podcast, they may say heroes and villains with you and I. I mean, it's one of those things when you sit there and you look at it. I mean, again, tonight's going to be a great show. We have Darla Staggs. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, for those that don't know who Darla Staggs is, you need to make it a point to sit down and listen. She is a very great individual. Had an opportunity to personally meet her for the first time through my good friend Tom Simon, a longtime member of the podcast uh, family at the CAC event in September. Also, ladies and gentlemen, yes, and that is right, Jared, a member of the solution, the leader in eyes of many of the solution, Tyler Copeland, will be joining us at 8.15. And Aaron, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I'll tell you right now, that's a name I haven't heard in a while, and, and it definitely not one of those that uh, we talk too loudly of because 
you say his name more than once and he mysteriously appears. So who knows where Richard Douglas is, but you know something alpha before we get too much farther along here and thank you, Jared, for the honest commentary here. That's why we do this each and every week is to let the fans have an opportunity to interact with their favorite pro wrestlers. And tonight I could already tell that Tyler Copeland's going to have a lot of people that aren't going to be too happy with him here tonight. Personally, I've got no beef with the man, but again, who knows? We're going to have a lot of things going on here tonight on the wrestle top podcast. You know, Alpha, I would be remiss, of course. We always got to talk about the man who's behind the screen. I, I, I liken him to the mystical man uh, of Oz, the one, the only hardcore hoss. Hardcore hoss, I'm going to have you chime in here for a second here. I know that you're a very busy man, but how are you doing, sir? I haven't had a chance to talk with you in a while. How you been doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing okay. Just looking forward to tonight's show. You know, like you say, we've got some... Great guests lined up, and you know, looking at this lineup, I'm just excited to learn more about them. And it's great night here. Oh, I most definitely, like I said, we got an opportunity here. I, I think you would agree with me tonight. Heroes and villains is very a very catching name here for the show. We got a lot of great things that are going to be taking place tonight. Again, if you have questions, make it a point to send them in the message. Make sure to put them in the chat. Uh, we're going to make sure we can try to get as many of our comments here tonight as we're talking about things here. And, okay, John, I got to tell you, this is just an unbiased commentary here. That last comment, I think Aaron Wallace hit it right on point. And this is saying something here. If you look at his last comment here, the solution is even worse than the snitch, PYT Inc., and the Empire. I think right now that's just opened us up. Somebody is going to cause trouble here tonight on the WrestleTalk podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I just have this feeling that tonight somebody is going to cause trouble. You know, it, it it wouldn't be a good show if somebody didn't cause trouble. <laughs> something like that is true. That is true. Maybe it's Alpha that's going to cause the trouble tonight. I I have been known to get rowdy. That is true. That is true. Well, you know something, ladies and gentlemen, before we get tonight's episode started, we want to make sure that we make it a point to uh, thank our great uh, fans who tune in each and every week. But we also want to thank our great sponsors at this point. We're going to turn it over to the man with the microphone. You can see him right here on the screen right now, and that is Alpha. Alpha, why Hello. don't you go ahead and take a minute to talk about our great sponsor here. And now, here's a word yeah. from our sponsor. All righty. If it'll just start scrolling on the screen. Here we go. The Wrestle Talk Podcast would like to thank all of our great sponsors. We have Royal Mills Transportation, the CEO, Dewan Mills himself. We have Rathbun Engraving, the Wrestle Talk Podcast mugs for only $20. Nobleman's Barber Lounge in Kansas City, Missouri. We have Kincaid Arcade at Oak Park, Oak Park Mall, Interstate 70, Sports Media, Little Popeye Designs. It's where you can get our Wrestle Talk. Uh, podcast tumblers and the fwwc the world's premier fantasy wrestling group and ladies and gentlemen as you heard there too we have that we actually have it in the budget now thanks to all those great stars we actually have that formal announcement to lead into our sponsors and we want to say thank you because without you and without those stars we get each and every week we're getting these little things to make this show that much better and guys i gotta tell you right now i know now that uh hardcore hoss you and i have talked about it I can't share too many names. I really can't. But as you notice behind me, I've kind of made some additions here. Yes. Luke I'm Robert. glad we got attention to that. There's a lot of them. And I'm going to tell you right now, we have not one, not two, not three, but four nationally known guests 
that we are hoping before the end of January, we can put the pen to paper and make it official, but they will be coming here on the Russell Talk podcast. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you look back here, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a hint. I can go that far. <laughs> One of these individuals that's behind me will be on the Wrestle Talk podcast before the end of the first half of 2023. Oh, that's interesting. There's a lot I of recognize one of these masks, so I'd love to be on the show then. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, right now we're going to have a great opportunity here. We're going to have a lot of great guests, and again, we got a lot of people who've been helping out the Wrestle Talk podcast. Um, we're also going to be talking uh, several trips as well this year. Uh, I know we're getting ready to uh, potentially make a journey down here to the uh, Bruiser Brody Memorial Cup in. Uh, in May with SICW. We're also looking at the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in July in Waterloo, Iowa. And who knows, maybe we can get the Alpha to leave the wonderful sunny side of California, or I would say California because that's where I thought it was. We can get you from the sunny side of Florida and come up here to the great Midwest where right now, Hardcore Hoss, I know you're familiar with it, but they're saying right now between four and nine inches of snow up here. I don't think the weatherman knows the first clue of what's going on. It's just going to get ugly, and it's going to get ugly fast here tonight in the Midwest. You know, I've been pretty fortunate here in West Virginia with the snow department. You know, we haven't had a whole lot of snow this year. As a matter of fact, I don't think we've had a measurable snow this year. But they are saying we could get one inch tonight. So I've been pretty fortunate in that area. Okay, Alf, I'm going to ask. When it comes down to it, have you seen snow? I have actually, I, and, um, I, (laughs) it was a pretty funny experience. I was like nine. So I was under the impression that snow was just kind of like sand because, you know, you see it in cartoons and they just pick it up. And so I went to go pick it up and then I look over my dad, like my, my dad asked me what's wrong. And I go, it's cold. (laughs) First reaction. (laughs) Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you hear it right here. Unbiased. True to form content from the Alpha right here on the Russell Talk podcast. Well, you know, gentlemen, they don't want to hear us talking, but we do have to take a little bit of business. And I'm going to take care right now and warn you for those that know what's going to happen here in the next few seconds, you need to make sure that you are prepared, but you have been warned because every week we want to keep it official. We want to keep it on the level. We want to keep it on the record, if you will. And I'm going to tell you right now, the man that keeps it on the record each and every week and does a very good job, probably I would say the best on the WrestleTalk podcast each and every week, is the one, the only Hardcore Hoss. So Hardcore Hoss, to get us started tonight, we've taken care of the sponsors, we've taken care of our viewers, we've taken care of letting everybody know what's up. All right. It is an honor at this time to be able to do this. You know, this is something that, you know, Nightmare Jones used to be so good at. And our thoughts and prayers go out to the Nightmare Jones. He's been a little under the weather. So, and and getting to do this in his place is an honor. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again where we give pay homage to the best damn country around, that being America, damn it. So if you place your hands over your heart, remove your hats for the playing of the national anthem.
right, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Parker Hoss, Alpha, if we look in the chat, I gotta tell you, I think this is the first time in a long time that the first message during the national anthem right there says it all, USA, USA, USA. That's the way it should start the show. I'll be honest with you. Usually by now, we've had about three or four messages either from our good friend Chris Rodell, our good friend Susie Haas. I mean, we've had several others. But tonight, to start off with Jared Shannon and, and, and that USA, very it makes it very nice and, and, and very heartwarming here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. But you know what? We've taken care of all the business. It's now time to talk pro wrestling. It's now the time to talk about what happens inside the fame squared circle. So hardcore hoss, enough talking. It's time for the high spot segment right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Let's hit it. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk podcast. DJ Money. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome to High Spots, where we pop news like Claire Chop. We talk shop, coming through the screens of the laptop. And non-stop, like I'm running speed to the black top. We hit hard, like get shots and backdrops. I'm uh. a fast, so like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We up the steam while they stay slow. Wrestle Talk Podcast. Now they know we about to start the show. Uh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Money bringing us into the High Spot segment this Tuesday evening. Also want to give a shout-out, somebody we don't normally give a shout-out to. We always make sure to give a shout-out to DJ Money. But I also want to give a shout-out to Hank Hudson, who provides us that great introduction each and every week right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Two strong supporters of the Russell Talk Podcast family. And again, we want to give them a shout-out for all the work that they've done to help make the Russell Talk Podcast what it is today. Guys, it's time. It's officially in the books. WrestleMania, uh, you can call it WrestleMania Triple X. You can call it WrestleMania, the 30th anniversary. It's all in the books now, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to be talking about a lot of the goings on here. So, Hardcore Hoss, hopefully, I mean, the last time Rodell messed with it, we had all sorts of problems with it. But let's go ahead and let's see if we finally got the randomizer tweak so we can get one of these questions up here in slightly less than a decade for our opening statement here on the WrestleTop Podcast High Spot segment, if you would. And it's official. I think Rodell's broke it again. There we go. I think it's there we go. All right. I wonder if it's going to work. Okay. Still going good. All right. I think the first question's ready to go. I think this was a Nightmare Jones influence question here. In an online story, Charles Robinson has said that refereeing has not changed in 50 years. Do you agree or disagree and why? I'm going to hold off on this because I, being a longtime official, I'm going to hold off here because I want to hear John and I want to hear Alpha's opinion first on this because I got something I want to say. But I'm, I'm going to bite my tongue here for a minute. Um, let's go ahead, Alpha. We're going to start with you. What are your thoughts about this kind of a statement from somebody with the experience and the knowledge and the reputation of Charles Little Nate Robinson? 
I I gotta agree with him that it, I mean, as somebody who's not been a referee and has no intuition on the insider knowledge of being a referee, based on the matches that I've seen, there's what is it? Refereeing hasn't really changed in wrestling as a whole. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, I mean, it's not broken. So, hardcore Haas. You know, uh, if you want to look at it from the aspect of counting the one, two, three, enforcing the rules, um, you know, making those calls down the middle, from that aspect, it it's hard to change. But if you look at it from the role of the referee and the entertainment aspect of it, I feel there's been a big change because I don't think you saw 50 years ago the referees getting manhandled as much. They weren't getting knocked out as much. They weren't performing as much, uh, for lack of a better term. So I would say that, yeah, it really has changed because they're taking a lot more bumps now than they ever did in the past. Well, you know something, Haas? I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to put my own little spin on it. Not only do referees have more of a uh, impact, if you will, in the world of professional wrestling, but look at what the referee workload is. I mean, a lot of times you hear stories about how referees are one of the first to get there every day. A lot of times they're the ones setting up the ring. They're setting up the production equipment. They're being there for all the meetings. Then they're having to get into their into their referee uh the referee persona. They're going to be able to go out there. They're having to, to sometimes referee three and four matches a night, if not more. Then they're having to tear things down. And once everything is torn down, then they got to go on to the next town and do it all over again. I mean, to me, I look at it from the perspective right now. I mean, I don't look at it from the physicality standpoint as far as being an in-ring personality. But I think the referees have way more responsibility in the world of professional wrestling now. And the, and the, and the mindset of a referee has changed dramatically in the last 50 years, in my opinion. So uh, real quick, you want to give a shout out again, uh, Jared, thank you for making that comment. We also had somebody talking about raw 30 being great. Make sure that you log in make sure that you, so we can identify who you are. Also one half of the lumberjacks joining us here tonight. Again, Great to see the Lumberjacks here. Uh, again, you got to get that uh, Lumberjack Jam Slam available in the greater Union area as well as at all, leaves all ACW events. Make it a point to get that uh, Lumberjack Jam Slam. Uh, I know for fact, John, you've had that, and it's a, a real good product. I've had it as well. And also make it a point, too, you can also buy one of those great Lumberjacks for Life t-shirts as well. At this point, gentlemen, let's go ahead. It's time for more Randomizer. I know something's going to come up here. Talking about Wrestle Talk, or uh, I shouldn't say Wrestle Talk, but Wrestle Talk and Raw 30. Let's go ahead and get it again, gentlemen, and see what the Magic Randomizer brings up here. Really hope it's going to be something about Raw 30. Come on, Raw 30. Raw 30. Wow. Now that the Randomizer is officially broken... Uh, let's look at this here. Was Raw 30 better than, equal to, or less than you expected it to be? Alpha, it's yours. What do you think? I haven't finished Raw 30 yet, but from what I've seen so far, I'd say it was equal to. 
I think that they kind of overbooked it only because I it was the steel cage match that went like a little weird for me. And then from that, I think it took time away from stuff that could have used a little bit more time. And I I think but it, it's also like they accomplished a lot and like the good stuff is really, really good. Like that's, that's the best part. It's like, everybody's talking about wrestling right now. We're talking about Brock Lesnar attacking them for the United States championship. We're talking about everything going on in the storyline with the bloodline and everything. It's just, and then Gunther and Imperium. It was so cool. Like, can we talk about how, what was it? Um, that triple H could have fed those guys to DX just for the, the old school pop. And he didn't, it's like that was a miracle. You know, Alpha, I'm going to say it, and I know some of our viewers have already put it out there. This is going to be simple. Raw 30, simply put, Raw is snore. And I agree with a lot of what Jared is saying here, as you can see on the screen. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, when you look at it, somebody made a comment, too, that, when you're looking at it and you only have at best 45 minutes on a three hour program, that's about wrestling. And and I got to look at it this way. One of the things that really kind of kind of disheartened me and you're going to find this strange DX and Kurt angle. What in the world is this? It made no sense to me. Kurt angle and triple H fought all over the place for years and now all of a sudden they're besties and he's a special guest referee. I was looking forward to the steel cage match. And that to me fell flat. There were a lot of things on raw 30 and I'm going to tell you right now in hardcore Haas, I know you've heard this before. If there was a way I could put negative super kicks on raw 30, I would do it. I feel that it definitely disappointed hardcore Haas, your thoughts. You know, honestly, a lot of these um, anniversary shows and stuff, I, I'm I don't get into them, and it's because of the fact that you know I, I do enjoy seeing a lot of the older wrestlers, you know, and stuff, watching them come back, but they book too many of them, and they focus all on them rather than the talent that is bringing the people there now. And it to me, those shows just fall flat all the time. I, I'm not a fan of those shows at all. So I wasn't very impressed with that. Like I said, I mean, when you sit here and you look at it, I mean, again, we've been basically one extreme or the other. It's either people really, really liked it or they really, really not liked it. Haven't seen a lot of people kind of in the middle on things. But as we can see here, one thing we got to say, though, 30 years of Raw. Would you ever imagine Monday Night Raw would go 30 years? I mean, you got you got to give the WWE credit on that. 30 plus years and everything that's going on, you got to tip your cap to them. 30 years in professional wrestling. And again, kudos to them every Monday night. Now, we got time here. We're going to have Darwin Stagg joining us here in just a few minutes. I think we've got time here right now to throw one more question out here in Hardcore Hoss. I know we've talked about Raw 30. I know we've talked about refereeing. I know we've got a couple other topics in there. I'm really hoping that we can get one of those other topics to pop up in the randomizer. 
I mean, again, we got a lot of great questions here. And again, I want to thank the Dynamo, the I want to say Dynamo Pro original himself, Chris Rodell. I want to thank my broadcast colleague, Jeremy Carp. I want to thank Nightmare Jones. I want to thank the Night Owl. I want to thank Alpha Hardcore Hoss for bringing all those questions and Sonny Money, of course. He always brings in the good questions. Let's see what we got here. We got one more question here to go. Let's go ahead and see what the final question here tonight on High Spots is going to be. All right. Let's see what that final question is because Darla is back in the green room as we speak. Hopefully she got those green M&Ms. If not, it's because Alpha forgot to get them. It would be all his fault. No, so. no. I'm going to defend Alpha this time. I specifically heard in the last WrestleTalk podcast team meeting that Rodell was supposed to leave him an email before he left, before he left the office today to remind him to get the green M&Ms. So it's not on Alpha this time. It's on Rodell for not sending the email. All right. So let's see what this last question has to hold here. All right. It's time for that final question. All right. Woo. Late last week, Devon Dudley released by the WWE. Where does he go post-WWE? You know what I think we do here? Parkour Ross, I want to start off with you. Where do you think Devon Dudley winds up? At this point, I think he may uh, he may make a few uh, appearances at and indie wrestling, some places around there, but uh, you know, maybe do some clinics. But I, I don't think you actually see him uh, in a full time wrestling position again. Okay, very valid point there, Hoss. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, to me, I think I could agree with a lot of that, but I also think, if I'm not mistaken, there's still the Team 3D Academy. I think it's one of those, not only do you have that opportunity, but I know both of his sons are wanting to be very active in the world of professional wrestling. I think having him behind them was a great thing. And also, he's made some comments, a very short, very to-the-point comments to one Bully Ray. And who knows? Maybe we could see one more run of, of Team 3D, the Dudley boys, whatever you want to call them. Maybe we see one more run before they go out into the sunset. Alpha... You see right here, Susie Haas has already given you complaints about the M&Ms. But go ahead real quick and tell us your thoughts on where do you think Devon Dudley winds up? I I got to go into the camp of he's got to be going back to the dojo. Like he's, you know, wrestling school. That's what he's got left. You know, I believe it's called Team Vision. I might be incorrect. But, you know, I think I think as a wrestler, once you've done a lot of what he's done, and you have your name at least, and you have somewhere to work, you know, you can apply your knowledge to that's really all there's left. Cause I'm going to be honest. I watched a bully Ray match recently on a, on TNA's pay-per-view and it was okay. But the entire time I'm just thinking, why is it bully Ray? And no offense. Like I, I'm sure people like him, but I think it's time to hang it up. Oh no, 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 no. I got to disagree with you here. Alpha. When it comes down to it, I think Bully Ray, yet again, is hitting his stride. And it sounds strange to me, and this is going to get a lot of flack from our viewers from the WrestleTalk podcast family. I almost want to say that Bully Ray, to me, is kind of growing on me like a Chris Jericho. 
always making a point whenever things just kind of don't seem right. He's turning things around. Jared's getting the message. Bully brings in views and views equal money for impact. And again, I think that's one of those where it kind of says it for itself. And to give you an idea, folks, we do have a couple more questions here in the high spot segment. We're hopefully going to be able to get to those later on this evening. But at this time, I want to go ahead. It's right at 730. And I want to go ahead and get an opportunity to introduce our first guest here this evening. This woman has had an opportunity to be around professional wrestling pretty much her entire life. I'm going to let you in on something. Ever since I got into the wrestling industry nearly 36 years ago, I would always hear stories about our first guest this evening. All positive, mind you. I had an opportunity. I've heard many stories from our good friend Tom Simon. Uh, I've heard many from those that have regularly attended the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, I've heard a lot of great things about this woman from a fellow CAC member and board member, that being Herb Simmons. Uh, When it comes down to it, um, there's not a lot I can say that really would do our first guest justice because she has done so much and been around so much in the world of professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, it's our honor and privilege to have her on the show. So Hardcore Hoss, if you would be so kind to go ahead and hit the intro music for our first guest this evening, well-known professional wrestling fan and personality, the one, the only, Darla Staggs. Podcast family, we are joined by Darla Stacks. Darla, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, and wow, what an introduction! I've never uh, had my own introduction music. That was awesome. <laughs> well, like I said, it's it's one of those, Darla. After meeting you at the Cauliflower Alley Club and having an opportunity, uh, my good friend Tom Simon also wants to send his his hello. I know you're you're very uh, very familiar with one Tom Simon. Yes, um, I am. I wanted to make sure to to, to give a shout out here. And uh, speaking of which, um, uh, I want to bring up something here real quick. And we're going to kind of jump. We're going to talk about your your long history in the world of professional wrestling. But I'm going to completely jump to the future. Back to the future, if you will, without the trademark here. Um, Hardcore Hoss, can you bring up that last comment here? I want to show this to Darla. We are like 30 seconds into this interview. And as we can see right here, uh, Willie Hendricks, uh, uh, as you can tell from that picture, SICW regular talking to you about uh, congratulating you for your award you're going to receive at SICW on May 13th. Um, can you go ahead, pardon me, and tell the, the viewers how it feels to be receiving such an award as a part of the SICW Fan Festival, as a part of Bruce Brosa Weekend? Well, when I first saw it announced, um, I couldn't do anything except sit here and cry because. Even though I live in Minnesota and have for the last 10 years, St. Louis will always be my home. SICW will always be my hometown wrestling. I was I was very dear friends with Larry Matisic. I'm very dear friends with Herb Simmons. And what an honor it is for me to receive an award 
that has Sam Mushnick's name on it. There will never be a promoter like he was. He was he was just a, the greatest promoter, in my opinion, and a very down-to-earth, wonderful human being. And I am, I'm really honored, and I still get teary-eyed just thinking about it. Well, Darla, I got to tell you right now, if there's anybody that deserves an award with that kind of a magnitude, you are one uh, that deserves the award. I mean, when I sit here, I look at it. The three names you mentioned, Herb Simmons, Larry Matisik, Sam Muchnick. Now, I'm not going to fib to anybody. I've been around wrestling a long time. I was right at the end of the Sam Muchnick era. I'm not going to fib. I was like five years old. <laughs> so the idea of me really learning anything about the Sam Muchnick era when I was growing up was basically what I had heard from my dad and my brother. But when you sit there, like you said, and talk about a Larry Madison, a man who, matter of fact, you were in attendance when he uh, posthumously received his award at the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, I mean, again, I think it's one of those when you sit there and look at it, the award um, acknowledges those that have given a lot to the professional wrestling industry. And you more than have done so throughout your your, your lifetime. And I'll, I want to ask this. I, I always ask this. And, and Alpha's going to probably look at me with that that look because of, he and I have kind of been on the outs here a little bit tonight. Kind of the heroes and villains thing. Um, you've been around professional wrestling. By the way, I didn't get any green M&M's. Uh, okay, that's Chris's fault. I'm going to have to note it here. Chris was supposed to send Alpha the email. It didn't happen. So now oh, when you come to St. Hey, Louis on the 13th, I got to make it a point. Uh, I'm going to get Chris Rodell there, and you're going to be able – I'm going to tell him he needs to have a giant, like, share size or family size bag of nothing but green M&Ms for you, Darla. But for those that don't know, can you give us a little bit about your first connections in the world of professional wrestling? Because the stories – I've heard about your early days involved with professional wrestling and being around professional wrestling are a lot like a lot of our viewers have encountered uh, throughout their lifetime. Can you give us a little bit about that? So this is kind of a funny story. And, you know, I'm sure that if you've talked to her very often, he's mentioned it because he loves to tell the story. So my first professional mat match at Kiel Auditorium was January 1959. I was six months old with my mom and dad, and Pat O'Connor wrestled Dick Cutton for the NWA title, and he beat him. And the story that my mom has always had always told was when they announced O'Connor as the winner, my dad took off with me to ringside and ran around the ring and came back, and she said, George, what in the world were you doing? And he says, I have no idea. I was just so excited. I couldn't stand still. So that was my first wrestling match. Um, both my parents and both sets of grandparents were uh, wrestling fans. And as a little girl, my uh, grandparents on my mother's side, we had season seats to Keel Auditorium. And... Um, Every, back then, it was every other Friday, and we sat right on the aisle where the wrestlers came down. And my grandma, I remember, she always had to sit on the aisle seat because she wanted to touch the sweat on their back as they walked past. So I come by it honestly. I've been I've been a fan ever since I can remember. I um, when I was 16 years old, I started going to wrestling at the Chase because. 
that's how old you had to be to get in. And from about 1974 until the end of Sam's days, um, I did not miss a single TV taping, and I did not miss one at Keele Auditorium. Wow, and that, that's impressive in itself, Darla. I mean, to, to throw another name here, I, I think you may be familiar with this one, being around the, the Keel and the Chase as long as you have been. Uh, one that I know that you may be familiar with is uh, a man by the name of Butch Fletcher. Yes, I know Butch very well. I've, gosh, probably 40 years that I've known Butch. And um, I haven't seen him in a few years. You know, he's had some medical issues. And when I've been able to go back home the last few years and be at one of show, uh, Herb's shows, he hasn't been able to attend. But from what I understand, he's going to try to be there May 13th. And I hope he is. Well, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of things in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm proudly repping my Dynamo Pro gear here tonight. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of things without Butch Fletcher, without a Herb Simmons, without a Jim and Crystal Young. There is no Luke Roberts. And I mean, when you sit here and you look at professional wrestling, that's the way it's always been. It's the idea of those that know what is right and the way professional wrestling needs to be are the ones that need to pass down that knowledge. And again, I feel very fortunate to have the opportunity to have someone like yourself here tonight, as well as the many other people that I've had the opportunity to come in contact with. Now, at this point, you can see I'm joined by my broadcast colleagues, Hardcore Haas and the Alpha. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what, Hardcore Haas, you and I have had many conversations about what many would consider to be old school wrestling. The idea of wrestling back in the day, back when you would see the 45-minute, the 60-minute matches, and you would see them on, like I said, that was the main stage. Um, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you here, because I know you've got a couple questions that you would want to share with Darla Staggs here on the program this evening. Yes, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you and, and to be able to be here and talk with you, and um one thing that I wondered is, you know, I was told that you're a proud member of the pro wrestling queens with Barbara Goodish. So <laughs> what does it mean to you to be uh, called one of the pro wrestling queens? Well, it, you know, there again, that is a high honor. And that name was given to us. It was uh, given to us by Thunderbolt Patterson. And, you know, he is just, there again, he's an old school wrestler and um, he's a good guy. And, you know, he goes to the Hall of Fame every year in Waterloo, Iowa, and we just kind of befriended him. I had never known him before and he's there every year and he hangs out with us girls and he just started calling us the Queens. And um, then a couple years ago, he was honored at CAC and during his induction speech, he wanted the queens to stand up, and um, his nieces, they stood up. And he told them, he said, these are my nieces, but you're not my queen, so sit back down. And I want the queens to stand up. And I looked at Barbara, and I'm like, Barbara, you do know he's talking about us, right? And she said, yeah. I said, we better stand up or he's not going to shut up. So we did. So ever since then, we've 
everybody's been calling us the Queens and that's how that came about. And we are very honored that Thunderbolt feels that way about us because we absolutely adore him. Uh, that's, that's wonderful. And it sounds like that was a, a good time. Um, and one thing we really like here on the show is to hear about uh, the good times across and memories of wrestling. So uh, can you tell us another one of your uh, stories that you're fond of when it comes to the wrestling? Oh my gosh. I wouldn't, I don't even know where to begin. There are so many, Every, you know what it's, they're my family. I mean, I have family, but they're my, everybody that I know in the business is my wrestling family. And I have met um, so many wonderful people, wrestlers, fans, promoters. And um, just to tell you something that happened recently, I thought this was kind of cool. So um, years ago, I was friends in St. Louis with Hulk Hogan when he first started coming to St. Louis and I would pick him up at the airport and we'd go to the matches and we'd go out to dinner and I'd take him to the gym and he was just a super guy all the time. And I haven't seen him in over 30 years. So I was on the phone one day with a friend of mine, Brian Blair and uh, Brian told me that the Hulkster was coming to his house the next day. And I said, Brian, please tell him I said hello. I said, I haven't talked to him in 30 years. He probably doesn't remember me. And Brian said, oh, he's got a good memory. So anyway, the next day, Hulk was at his house, and Brian called me, and he put me on speakerphone, and I got to talk to him. Mind you, I hadn't spoke with him in 30 years you know, he's been in movies, he's been in the business, he knows a lot of people, and um, he said, who am I speaking with? And I said, Darla. I said, I was an old friend in St. Louis, and I said, I'm sure you probably don't remember me, and he said, oh, yes, I do. He said, because you used to pick me up in your LeSabre, and he said, then you traded that LeSabre in on a brand new Camaro, and he said, I hated that car, and <laughs> I started laughing because as soon as he said that, I knew he remembered because when I would pick him up, he would have to recline the seat all the way back just to fit in the car. So so that was kind of a cool story. But just to go to these events that we go to and hang out and become friends, Jerry Briscoe, he's, he's another one that I am – He's a very dear friend of mine, and I'm so excited that I get to share a moment with him on May 13th. And J.J. Dillon, he's, oh my gosh, his daughter is one of my best friends, and um, J.J.'s going to be inducted to the St. Louis Hall of Fame. And I'm just so honored that I get to share that moment with both of those guys because they're pretty special to me. But um yeah, I've got a lot of wrestling memories, and you know, it's it's been my life. And um, you know, I used to, you were talking earlier about forty-five and sixty-minute matches. Some of my favorite matches in St. Louis were Dory Funk Jr. and Jack Briscoe. Nobody could go sixty minutes like those two could. 
I don't care who you are. Wow. Well, I got to tell you right now, Darla, I mean, again, when you sit there and look at it, I mean, again, the names that have come through St. Louis over the course of the past, I want to say the past 50 years, I mean, you talk about the Briscoes, you talk about the Funks, you talk about Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. I mean, I could go on and on and on. You talk about the Pat O'Connors, the Gene Kaniskis. Oh, one, gosh. Yeah, I mean, you, there, there's a name that's not the one thing, just as a reminder, for those of you that are going to be in the St. Louis area, I got to tell you right now, kind of a, a, a plug here. If you get an opportunity, find this book online. Have an opportunity to read it. Got it at this year's CAC reunion. Have an opportunity to read it. Great book. And at eight point, you get that taken care of. And who knows? You can see J.J. Dillon May 13th as a part of the Brody Memorial Weekend and the uh, WrestleFest that's going to be taking place here in the St. Louis area. Now, Alpha, I know you're sitting there. You got your microphone. You got your stuff ready to go. You're ready to take care of business here. So I'm going to turn things over to you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the man with, with the golden pipes here on the WrestleTop podcast. <laughs> take it away. Well, I just want to start off by saying, Darla, it's a pleasure to meet you. I mean, Thank as a wrestling you. fan, to to meet somebody with as much, I, I, I guess it's just like it passion to be in a wrestling fan, you know, because you, you've been in the audience you've watched it at home you've you know met wrestlers you've been friends with them you help them in ways that are just amazing to think like i I, i'm so inspired to hear that you help these people the ways that you do just because as a wrestling fan i think that's what we can do our best as you know just push it's awesome i love it supportive (laughs) (laughs) and so I guess I should just wrap this up by asking, what do you think of modern wrestling as a whole? I mean, you're you're, you're kind of old school with, you know, the classics, you know. And I guess I wonder, do you watch anything new or do you, you know, stickly straight to the classics? I mean, well, is there anything worth watching? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really watch WWE, but I will tell you this. I did watch um, some of the... Um, show last night raw only because i knew the legends were going to be on and you know i wanted to see some of those so it was kind of cool to um see medusa because i've become friends with her the last couple years since she's been going to cac so i wanted to see her i wanted to see the hulkster i thought um Oh, people might get mad at me. I probably shouldn't say this, but what the heck? I'm going to say it anyway. I thought Ric Flair looked atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a Ric Flair fan. I never have been. And when I saw him last night, I'm like, Oh, good Lord. He looked awful, (laughs) but um, no, I don't really watch any um, new stuff. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm strictly old school. I do, you know, I do like to go to herb shows when I'm in home. Those are old school. And I do um, go to shows up here once a month, uh, Steel Domain Wrestling. Um, They're promoted by Ed Hellyer and Mark Koval. And um, they've been around for years. Theirs is old school. They, uh, they gave a big start and push to Adam Pierce, Colt Cabana. Um, oh, what's the other guy's name? I don't uh, know. Ace Steel. Yep, Ace Steel. 
and uh, CM Punk, all those guys have worked for Steel Domain. So it's a very good organization. I, uh, I'm i their ticket seller, and uh, we got a show coming up. Uh, our next one's in February. But that's really about all I watch. I don't... Um, I don't really pay attention to it on TV. Some sometimes I'll go to YouTube and but it's always old stuff. I just I just am not into the newer stuff. I mean, I can't make time for it either. So I <laughs> and I have a I have more of an attraction to it. So it's even more embarrassing. <laughs> right? Oh. Well, you know, Alpha, I want to go ahead, and, and again, we've got Darla Staggs here on the Russell Talk podcast this evening. Now, Darla, I've got to ask you a question. You talked a lot about uh, Herb Simmons. We talked about your award you're going to receive on May 13th here in the St. Louis area. Uh, I believe the event's going to be at the Aviator Hotel here in the St. Louis area. Um, but I do want to ask you a question about CAC. Uh, you're, okay. you're, you're a very active member of the CAC, the benevolent coordinator, among many other hats that you wear within the CAC board. Um, I do know back several years ago that you received the Red Bastine Friendship Award. I and did. I got to ask you right now, you, I mean, again, I know that you've had a very long friendship, not only with, with her, but with Mickey and, and a large amount of the SICW group. Uh, again, Dr. Drew Abenhouse, longtime friend of mine. Um, my question to you is this. How did it feel when Herb received the award um, just a couple years ago, knowing that you and him both received the same award at the CAC? Um, you know, it as I sat there, I sat there close enough where I could take pictures of him. And um, I just thought, you know, what an honor that I share that with her because I've always put Herb way up here on a pedestal way above me. But for both of us to have that same award, it was it was a cool feeling, and it was very emotional that night seeing him receive that. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but Red Bastine, um, when Herb was just a boy, Red Bastine was uh, his favorite wrestler, I believe. So that was that was pretty special to him too. But it was. And the reason they call it the Red Bastine is because I don't know if you, you guys probably don't remember him, but he was always one of the friendliest guys in the business. So that's why the award, the Friendship Award, is named after him. But I just think it's a very cool honor that Herb and I both share that same award. And, and again, I, I want to give a shout out to Herb. I believe it's, I want to say it's March. He celebrates 50 years of being involved in the professional wrestling industry. And I mean, I've been around it there'll be 36 years next month, but for somebody to be around it for, for, for 50 years, I mean, that's just unheard of in this day and age. Now, before we let you go, I do want to talk to you about a couple things here and my, myself, um, Renee Martinez, our executive producer, uh, host of the program, we're at the CAC this year. We're going to try to do everything we can to make the uh, Hall of Fame up in Waterloo in July. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's one of those where that's on my bucket list. I don't have too many things left on the bucket list to, to do, but that's one of those I've already got planned in the books. But my question to you is this. I mean, again, I want to take about 30 seconds each, and I want you to talk about why – all the viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast and all the members of this great fraternity we call professional wrestling should number one 
make an appearance on May 13th in St. Louis at the Aviator Hotel for the Bruiser Brody Memorial Fan Fest. Why they should be there? Yes, ma'am. Because I'm going to be there. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the way things... Well, first of all, Herb Simmons puts on one of the best shows that you'll ever see. And all of the hard work that they are going into putting together this fan fest for the fans and Chimney Christmas, I have seen, I don't usually go to these big kind of fan fest like you see because they're so expensive. And I don't know if you guys have checked out ticket prices. They're only charging $41.50 for the entire day. It's going to start at 10 a.m. in the morning. So they're going to have the fan fest, a Q&A, then a big wrestling show that night with the Bruiser Brody Memorial Cup. And then they're going to have the Hall of Fame inductions and all of that for $41. Of course, you do, you know, you will have to pay extra for uh, photographs and um, uh, autographs of the guys. But, you know, that's to be expected. But I think it's going to be just it's going to be a great, great show. And to see who wins that Bruiser Brody Cup for the year, I can't wait to see who's going to get it. Well, and you look at it, too. I mean, some of the names that have won that, I believe um, Sean Vincent has won that championship. Uh, Volatile Curtis Wild has held that championship. Uh, the current reigning champion, Bobby, Bobby D. Bobby D. MCW Central Championship. Um, there's a lot of great competitors. And, again, who knows who's going to win that that beautiful cup. And, again, where's their future going to hold after winning it? Now, you also made reference to the um, – National Wrestling Hall of Fame in Waterloo, Iowa. And I mean, I could spend an hour just talking about the names that are going to be there. The likes of JBL, James Beard, Thunderbolt Patterson, Baron Von Roschke, Jerry Briscoe. I mean, I could go on. Bob Roop, I believe, is supposed to be there as well. Yes. A lot of great professional wrestling personalities. For those that have never made it to the National Hall of Fame, and I know you've been there on many occasions, um, what, what feelings do you have being able to walk into such a historic piece of wrestling history. Um, they have, there is like so much wrestling uh, memorabilia, like you said, from history. I mean, they, it's just a, unbelievable. The items that people have donated and they've acquired through the years and they try to have as much of it out as possible during the weekend event it's the museum itself is absolutely beautiful and the people there do a fine job. Um, they have different things going on. Like it'll start on Thursday night and they'll have a, they have a pizza night and then they have a trivia night and that's always a lot of fun. And they have things going on during the day on Friday. And then there's a wrestling show on Friday night. Troy Peterson brings, um, his group in and they uh, have the show. And then on Saturday, they'll have different, um, like not really seminars, but different things going on. Like, I don't know, sometimes they'll do a podcast from the museum and they do different things. It's just a great group of people. It's, it's a lot smaller than CAC. And then they'll um, end it on Saturday night with a banquet and the inductions 
And it's just a wonderful time in there. Like you said, there is a lot of history in that museum and people need, need to go and that are wrestling fans and just take it all in and look and see what they have to offer there. Well, and Darla, one of the things I got to look at, too, is the idea for those that are here in the St. Louis area, they don't understand it's only like a five-hour drive. St. Louis is one of the meccas of professional wrestling, but to be able to be in such a hallowed hall and be around such great names in the world of professional wrestling, and I'm going to let you in on two things. One, our broadcast colleague, Chris Rodell, thinks he's going to walk out the winner of the trivia tournament. He thinks he's going to be able to carry out – those big awards. But the second one, and I'm just going to share this with you, uh, the great folks at Impact Pro Wrestling, IPW, have put on several events there as a part of the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Remember watching a match that Tom Simon was absolutely in love with. It was himself (laughs) as a third man between Colt Cabana and Hardcore Holly. If you see two completely different styles of wrestling, that was, I mean, again, it was a a wonderful matchup. But you sit there and you look at him like, what? And he, he watched the match and they really told a great story. Now, the last thing, Cauliflower Alley Club in November, I believe it's, uh, or not November, what am I thinking? August 24th to 28th, I believe, is this year's event. I might be off on the first day there by a minute. But it's it's in, in August this year. And I know we haven't had any announcements yet, but in about 30 seconds, and I know it's hard to do, 30 seconds, why should a pro wrestling fan, pro wrestling competitor, pro wrestling personality, attend the CAC? Well, again, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they have going on through the the weekend that they have it. Um, First of all, CAC is a nonprofit organization, and what we are geared to do is we help people that have been in the wrestling business it doesn't matter if they were big time professional indie. If you were a worker for at least three years, you fall on hard times. We are there to offer help. And, um, you know, it's out there on our official website, but they have the reunion once a year and they hold seminars and they have two different banquets and you know there again there will be a lot of legends you can come and see and it's just it's an awesome time and i have to apologize to all the viewers it's august 28th to 30th of 23 right i guess i was a little early but you know what i was a little early a couple a couple days last year at the, well, at the last banquet and i'm gonna tell you right now i enjoyed it I had an opportunity to cruise fremont street uh, a lot of great people, uh, Jeannie Jem, Tom Simon, and a host of others. Uh, Stuart Kemp joined us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the memories that you make from there, I mean, it's wonderful. It is. It's just wonderful memories. And uh, the Queens will be going out on Saturday the 26th because, you know, we'll be busy working all week. So we want to go early so we can have a little bit of fun. Most definitely. And like I said, if you get an opportunity, make it a point uh, May 13th at uh, SICW's Bruiser Brody Fan Fest, and uh, they're going to have an event there to crown the Bruiser Brody Memorial Cup uh, winner for this year. Also make it a point you can check out uh, Meet Darla at that event as she receives the Sam Muchnick Award. You can also catch her in July at the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in Waterloo, Iowa. And, of course, you can always see her behind that front desk at the CAC. 
uh, annual reunion uh, this year again, 28th to 30th of August at the uh, Plaza Hotel. I got to tell you, you need to make it a point. If you haven't got a chance to sit down and talk with this wonderful woman, you need to because she is just a wealth of knowledge, always pleasant, always chipper, always willing to tell you what professional wrestling means to her and all the stories that she's had. And and I got to tell you right now, I have to make sure when it comes down to it, I'm going to try everything I can to be there on May 13th, but I'm not going to lie. Attila Khan scares the daylights out of me. Oh, my gosh. He's... <laughs> Oh, no. He's one of my favorite people. Okay, and now I know why. Like I said, now I, and now I got the, the, the total message here. But no, Attila Khan, the current, I believe he is the current SICW Classic. He is. And defeating Flash Flanagan. I got to tell you, that's a man. It's going to take, I mean, Flash Flanagan couldn't keep the title for long. The big Texan couldn't keep the title for long. Bobby D couldn't win the championship from him. I mean, uh, Curtis Wilde hasn't been able to wrestle the title from him. Uh, the Dev the new devastation incorporated with Stevie and uh, Sheik Prater, among others. It's going to take uh, uh, no pun intended. It's going to take a mountain of a man to defeat Attila Khan for that title. He's going to be hard to beat. And who knows, we might even see it on May 13th as a part of the Bruiser Brody Memorial Weekend here in St. Louis. Darla, I have to say, first of all, thank you for joining us here on the program this evening. And I can officially say now that you are a member of the Russell Talk Podcast family. And for those of you that would like to uh, follow you on social media um, or to see you at upcoming events, I know you talked about the Hall of Fame and the Bruiser Brody Weekend here in St. Louis with SICW. Uh, is there anywhere they could follow you uh, if they want to catch Steel Domain? Um, any information you want to share before we let you go here this evening? I am on Facebook. Darla Staggs. Um, just look me up and send me a friend request. I, you know, I have Twitter and I got Instagram, but I don't ever do anything with them. I couldn't even tell you what my name is on there. But Facebook is the best place to catch up with me because I am a Facebook addict and I'm always on there. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our honor and privilege to, to have Darla Staggs here on the program. And Darla, I'm going to tell you right now, you have my word. I told for years and years, I told Tom Simon, I told Herb Simmons, I told the late TNT Kenny G that I was going to make it to CAC and get the opportunity to meet you. And I got that opportunity this year at this year's reunion. I'm going to tell you right now, I am very much looking forward to being able to catch up with you at the Hall of Fame in Iowa in July. And hopefully we can catch up with all awesome. the great superstars on May 13th at the Aviator Hotel. Sounds amazing. And it was a pleasure being on the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Hardcore Hoss, before we let Darla go, she's gotten her introduction. She's gotten her own theme music. Can we give her a fitting send-off here with the with 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 a the, the greatest thing that a wrestler could hear, and that being a great standing ovation? I think wow. Thank you for joining us this evening, and we look forward to seeing uh, seeing you again and talking with you again real soon. Thanks so much. I had a blast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Darla Staggs here on the Wrestle Talk podcast this evening. First hour is pretty much wrapped up here, guys, and I got to tell you right now, that was an awesome interview. I told you guys, Darla Staggs does not disappoint. 
when she comes on to programs like the Wrestle Talk podcast. Alpha, Hardcore Hoss, your thoughts on hour number one? I'm just glad I got an opportunity to meet somebody that, you know, into the wrestling business. It's just, it's, it's always an opportunity for me because I'm so still dipping a toe in this. So it's, it's nice to meet somebody who's been at this for a really long time. It's, you know, it's humbling. You're not dipping your toe in this alpha. You might as well just jumped into the deep end of the pool. Cause that's what, (laughs) that's where you're at. Hardcore Hoss, your thoughts about our, our first hour with Darla Staggs. Wonderful interview, you know, great lady. You know, I I really wish that, you know, I I could make it out there to one of those events and actually meet her sometime. It, it, she just seems like a really wonderful lady and really enjoyed the time to get to know her. Well, you know, if you want to get catch up with Darla Stack, you can catch her at the SICW event on May 13th. You can also catch her at the Hall of Fame the last week in July. And also to let you know, uh, several members of the Wrestle Talk podcast are already making their plans to head out to the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in Waterloo, Iowa in July as well. Uh, right now, um, we're going to go ahead here, and I do have a little bit of bad news to share. And Hardcore Hoss, um, I'm going to go ahead. I don't want to share this because this really kind of hits home with me, but I do want you, being a representative of the FWWD, to bring forward uh, this little bit of information regarding the FWWC, FWWC Tonight, and the FWWC Royal Rumble. All right, so a uh, little bit of bad news and a little bit of good news. You know, the, the good news being that uh, Big Daddy P is backstage, so we will get our snippets of truth in this week. But uh, the bad news being, unfortunately, we won't be getting to do the FWWC segment this week. I have a statement here from the CEO, Dewan Mills. He says, uh, just got home. Oh, sorry. Wrong spot. CEO sends his regards and apologies for not being able to join tonight's FWWC segment. Family medical situation. Please tune in this Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Central to the FWWC Tonight Go Home Show for the FWWC Royal Rumble. We will be featuring... The match card updates, FWWC superstars, surprise mystery guests. Thank you, and have a great evening, everyone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, I mean, again, the CEO strives to be here every week, but he does send a message here tonight. Look forward to seeing the uh, CEO this Thursday on FWWC tonight. Uh, Like I said, right now, uh, we're going to switch gears here. It's another familiar face with the FWWC. And with the Wrestle Talk podcast family, a man who wasn't able to join us last week. But we're going to tell you right now, he's going to join us with, as we always call it, a snippet of truth. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, let's welcome to the program the one, the only, Big Daddy P. Say yeah. 
and gentlemen, Big Daddy P is in the house. He's got everything taken care of and ready to rock and roll. He looks to be in rare form. We're just a few days from the Royal Rumble. And Big Daddy P, how are you doing, my friend? Brother, if I was doing any better, I'd be triplets. Could you imagine if there were three of me? Shoot. That's a scary thought. I'd get a lot of work done, man. Oh, well, Big Daddy P, I mean, again, I know there's a lot been going on. I know you were kind of feeling kind of kind of icky over the last few days. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, we've already had several uh, several messages roll in uh, to go along with the snippets of truth tonight. Uh, to give you an idea, I know we talked about it last week, uh, sending out some love to Victor Analog, uh, suffering a pretty severe, I believe, as, as Crime Fighter said last week, I believe it was a compound fracture of both bones in his arm uh, mm-hmm. during a match looking at uh, I believe four months of recovery time. Uh, we're also looking at uh, Nightmare Jones has had a variety of health issues. Uh, as we saw here, our good buddy, the Night Owl, uh, sending a message earlier on to uh, uh, with uh, the CEO. So I've been having some some family medical issues, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put one out here right now. Uh, Aaron Wallace throwing one out here. His brother being sick, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, Last week, as if everything that was going on with uh, the Briscoe family and the passing of Jay Briscoe, which still doesn't seem real, um, I got a message literally about about an hour before we went live. Uh, I've had a long time, uh, one of my, my good friends I've known for many, many years in my lifetime, uh, his father passed away at the age of 72, and I know that the uh, memorial service is going to be held uh, tomorrow uh, here in the greater St. Louis area. Uh, we got a lot of things here. Um, Hardcore Haas, um, Alpha, have you had anything else kind of pop through here in the last couple days for uh, the uh, snippets of truth here this evening? Um, just definitely want to keep my both my mother and my father. Um, you know, uh, I've discussed with Big Daddy before some of the stuff going on with my father. And, you know, my mother has been under the weather with the same thing uh, Nightmare Jones has been down with. So, you know, definitely prayers for the both of them. Uh, Alpha, do we have anybody else uh, on your side that we need to add to our, our list here? A lot of things have been going on here as part of the Russell Top podcast, and I think we definitely need to talk about them here tonight and Snippets Truth. Um, just everybody in my apartment right now. I mean, we're all working, so that's good. You know, we're, we're keeping ourselves busy. And, um, you know, we're able to pay everything, so we're fine. It's just uphill. And it's difficult not becoming complacent when it's uphill. That's all. So, you know, and I think his word says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. So if he creates well-being and he creates calamity, he says, I do all these things. He also gave us the term, do not worry. Don't fear 365 times. That's one for each day to remind us that no matter what, we shouldn't fear. But even if we do fear, even if we do worry, even if we do fret, guess what? You know, he doesn't love us any less. You know, even if we question him and say, you know, God, I don't know what you're doing. I know you're up to something. I've always heard pastors say, well, we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. Well, these are great words. And they sound good and they might feel good, but they're applicable. And I think if we remember, if there's any snippet of truth tonight that I can tell you, because we live in a really screwed up world, but it's not the first time it's been screwed up. 
But just remember this. And I want all three of you to repeat after me. Problems are guaranteed. Problems are guaranteed. Problems are guaranteed. But stress is optional. Stress is optional. Stress is optional. Meaning, you know, he already knows what's going to happen before it happens, right? Because he's omniscient. He's omnipresent. There isn't a place he can come or go that we can give him permission or not. He's God. He can go wherever he wants. He can use whoever he wants. And usually it's guys like us who he uses. You know why? Because he from he says, I knew you before you were born. So if he knew us before we were born, then all of these things that we've gone through, if we ask ourselves, why are we going through these? He says in Ecclesiastes, in the day of prosperity, be happy. In the days of adversity, consider. He said, I create both of these. <laughs> so for the sickness issues, we have a dying body. Some of us take care of ourselves. Some of us don't. Okay. I think we just need to continue to be real with our creator. And I'm, a lot of times we spend more time, just like what, what, what you said about about how, you know, we, we can't impress a perfect God. We, we can't. But what we can do is we can love one another. And you're right. We have a lot of people in this world who are messed up, who are angry, and who are hurt. But they didn't start off that way. None of us start off that way. Yet, as a baby, who teaches us to bite the nipple? Who causes us at the age of one or two to say no? So we have sin in us. And that's that's what we have to deal with on a daily basis. So stop beating yourself up. First of all, if you ever put your faith and trust in Christ, you really don't have to worry about anything ever again because eternal life is yours. But whatever you do, instead of thinking about what you don't have, Begin to recognize what you do have. Be thankful for it because the person across from you or to the left of you or above you or to the right of you, left of you, could be going through a situation that's a lot more complicated than even we know, you know. And I've chosen not to be woe is me. I could, but then I would just be a whiny Jew. Anyway, the good news is, is right now we have an opportunity to look at our life, consider where we're at, make sure that we're going to the right place. Because if we don't know, that's one thing. He's not going to hold you accountable if you don't know. But if you know and you reject it, it's a gift. So that's between you and the Lord. But for all of you that are watching now that are hurting, that are going through something, financially, physically, emotionally, whatever it is, just rest assured, he's got this, okay? He's got it. And you're and either one of two things are going to happen. You're going to make it through this interview or he's going to come back either way you win. So just chill. Today's a brand new day. Be thankful for what you have. I'm thankful that you guys open up this opportunity for us to consider a lot of the things that are going on and to pray because isn't it great to know that this is a place that people can come, that they feel safe, that they can put prayer requests like that. I mean, if that doesn't speak about the integrity of Wrestle Talk, I don't think anything else could. I mean, that's, you know, so touche, gentlemen. Continue to rock and roll. 
continue to bring people on who want to bring good, just, man, we, you know, with everything that's going on in this wrestling industry, we are so blessed to have all the companies that we do. I mean, people are working day and night. They're burning themselves out and they're overworking themselves because they've been told to never give up. That's why John Cena is on the cover. You know, it's earned. So all of you who are new in this industry, be patient. Don't, don't rush it. Take your time. Allow God to open up doors that need to be open and close doors that need to be closed. That's my story and I'm sticking to it because he said it and I believe it. Do you? That was a good pause. That was one of those emotional TV pauses where the actors go. I wonder if I'm the only one in the show right now. <laughs> Maybe it turned into the Big Daddy P show. It might have, but right now we're back with the Big Daddy P. We return. That Man, was- you guys scared me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. You know, you want to talk about, see, that's why God says to be ready in and out of season. If you're going to be in wrestling, you got to be ready all the time. You got to be ready to turn it on and turn it up. Or you got to be quiet. I mean, that is true. That is true, Big Daddy P. That's the difference between Jake the Snake Roberts and Jimmy Hart, baby. (laughs) Well, Big Daddy P, like I said, we've had a lot of people throwing some comments out here, throwing some things in here. Also, again, as a reminder, too, uh, I know Night Owl had thrown out a uh, request for a little Popeye. Uh, who's been dealing with some uh, issues revolving around cancer. Uh, we got a lot of them. So like I said, I know you're a very busy man. Uh, let's go ahead here and kind of wrap things up this evening. Uh, let's go ahead and take a moment for all those that have sent in things this evening. We're going to turn it over to the one, the only Big Daddy P, getting a second chip to quench his thirst, to get his his pipes ready to go. Uh, let, let's go ahead and, and take care of a lot of business here tonight on the show. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is that we can come before you even with no words, even those now that might be suffering, Father, that are hurting in any way. You you saw every single prayer request. You know all the details to each one. And we're thanking you in advance because we know that you are continuing to work as we look at the world and we see the condition that it's in. Yet we have peace. Hmm. You said it's a fruit. It's a gift. And we should treat it as such. And so we thank you for this opportunity that we can come before you very humbly, only because we know that we can't do anything without you. We know that without faith, it's impossible to please you. So as we all gather together in one mind, in one spirit, in unity with you in mind, all of these people, Father, that are hurting, one of the greatest scriptures that I think I've ever read my my eyes is that you search to and fro throughout the earth for those who you can support. See, you have a plan for each and every one of us, and you've given each and every one of us gifts. And within those gifts, it also includes a package called suffering, because even you, Lord, grew through suffering. That's the secret to the success of a of a of a Christian life, of a spiritual life that is not religious in any way, shape, or form. And when people say spiritual, 
the genuineness of love for you and a gratefulness for all that you've done is all that we need to get through each day because you promised us don't worry about your life your life belongs to me we thank you for this time i thank you for wrestle talk i thank you for renee you know all the health conditions going on with nightmare jones and all these requests father it's just awesome that we can come to a place in 2023 that we can be real with you and that we know that you're listening because you're god and we're not and you said come to me all who were weary and heavy laden that means burdened with anything and you would give them rest but you're also not a genie either that we have to rub you just the right way to get what we want because that would be religion and we know that religion has no place in the kingdom of God. Matter of fact, anytime we read about religion, it's always caused division and always created a problem. That is the Antichrist. Anything that is against that you have planned is that. But we come before you tonight, Father, knowing that we are not perfect. You are the perfect one. But you love us and you died for us. Do we deserve it? No. Do we work every day for it? Yeah. Do we have to? No. You said it is by faith that we are saved. Through faith, that means belief. That means to hear what you did and accept it. And I thank you that we can come before you tonight. Father, we also pray for Dewan that you continue to handle that situation. And Father, we're just thankful that we can be here tonight together with you in mind. And I thank you and I ask these things in the name of the one who saved me, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, in whose name I pray. Amen. Big Daddy P, I got to tell you right now, man, every week we have this segment, and, it, and again, it really it really hits home. It really hits the heart. And, and again, I want to say on behalf of, of the Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, and all those who have come on this program, I want to say thank you for everything you provide for the program. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to put you on the spot here real quick before we let you go. I know we're going to have the infamous Tyler Copeland here in just a minute. I got to ask you right now, gut feeling, 2023 Royal Rumble this Saturday live, premium live event on the WWE Network. Who do you think walks out with the Royal Rumble victory in both the men's and women's Rumble? Alexa Bliss and Sami Zayn. Finally, someone that can agree with me. Sami Zayn goes all the way. Royal Rumble. Can you imagine the look of Roman's face when it's Sami Zayn? The crowd's going to go freaking nuts. Now, I think the only reason why that's going to be the case is that they blew the Cody Rhodes surprise. We knew it was coming. They just should have shut up. And just introduced him. Forget all the vignettes. Just, but they didn't do that. And you know, I don't. I, I'm I'm triple P. I'm not triple H, so I can't say anything about that. But I know that it's going to be a great show. I'm totally looking forward to it. I love. Man, there is so much wrestling on TV. Almost every day, there's something. Mm-hmm. It's like I got jobs to do. You know, I'm trying to get. It's crazy. But again, we I live in a wonderful time that we can enjoy it. And let me just say publicly, no matter who buys WWE, if it's good, I'll watch it. 
I guess we can kind of wrap it up there, ladies and gentlemen. Big Daddy P, snippets of truth right here every Tuesday night on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Big Daddy P, look forward to seeing you again right here next week on the program. Take care, and we will see you real soon. Until next time, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Big Daddy P. Now, guys, I'm going to let you know, while everything was going on, I know that Tyler Copeland has been standing by. I'm going to tell you right now, Tyler Copeland was all prepared to have the Alpha do his introduction. But I'm going to tell you right now, Alpha. He said you didn't have the green M&Ms. You didn't get him on exactly when he was supposed to be. He has openly said that you have cost him many different media opportunities here tonight because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So he passed it on to me to make sure that this was taken care of right. And I'm going to tell you, I defended you for all about 12 seconds. And I'm going to go ahead and make this introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that I've had the opportunity to know for the better part of a decade inside the squared circle. I mentioned earlier on in the Darlow Staggs interview that you have someone like J.J. Dillon, a man who is knowledgeable inside the ring, outside the ring, could take care of everything as a world traveler. He's accomplished on so many levels. But there are many people in the professional wrestling industry. There are many people throughout a variety of industries in the world today that wishes they could be a tenth a hundredth, a millionth of what this man could be. Ladies and gentlemen, Hardcore Hoss, you can go ahead and get ready to hit that music for the one, the only, a return appearance of the Russell Talk Podcast of Infamous. First of all, I have to apologize for the new member of our team, the Alpha. I know that he made some mistakes, but I hope that that introduction that we just gave you at least made an attempt to make up for it here this evening. Luke, I'll be honest. I was getting frustrated uh, with with what happened with Alpha, but the introduction that you gave, it, it made things much better for me. Almost as good as Renee's introduction to me. So almost on that level. So, you know. Um, you made me feel a lot better. I'm happy to be here. Well, I got to tell you right now, when it comes down to it, this man is accomplished inside the ring. I mean, he's held championships all across the greater St. Louis area. He travels the world. He dresses like only Tyler Copeland can dress. I mean, Tyler, I got to ask you right now, can you somewhere down the road, and I'm just going to put this way, because you know I can, I, can, I can dress fairly well, but can we make it a point assuming we can get all these bygones to be bygones of where we can get you and alpha together. And maybe we can kind of uh, pick up his fashion fence. Yeah. You know, alpha, I, I think we can work on that, man. You know, I, you got, I see you got the, the closet space behind you and you got some, you know, we can do some work. Definitely there. have the opportunity to come nice here. I just got off of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think we can. I, think I mean, I could use some, some advice. I mean, I see you got the you, you got the tapered, you know, jacket. I could. I'd absolutely know who. I'd love to know who your tailor is. You know. Look, you don't. You don't wear a jacket unless it's tailored. That is my motto. <laughs> That's quite the motto. 
That is true, Tyler. I mean, again, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out and you're gonna look like a million dollars like you do each and every time you step out, doesn't matter whether you're stepping out of, of your house, whether it's stepping onto an airplane, whether it's stepping into one of those wonderful automobiles. And I gotta tell you, this man, when he travels, it's only the best for the infamous Tyler Copeland. Now, Tyler, you and I have known each other a long time. You've held championships. I've had the opportunity to see in the ring. And I almost would consider you a friend. But I got to ask you a question. And it's my question about the solution. The solution is making huge waves in PWE. They are the, I, I dare say, the it factor of PWE. But you and Mephisto? You two, explain this to me. It's really unlikely, you know. It's something that you wouldn't expect. Um, Prior to Mephisto joining, we already had a strong team in place. You've got myself. You've got uh, Derek Fullerton. You've got Riley Knox. You've got Nick the Natural. And now, you know, Mephisto in the mix. Um, Also, you know, Ace Roberts as well. Mephisto joining the mix, a former enemy of mine. I was I was very hesitant on letting him join. But the fact of the matter is, I'm down in Texas now, Luke. I'm not there every month at Pro Wrestling Epic. So if I have to entrust someone to lead the solution while I'm gone, I look at Mephisto and, and he's the guy. And I, I think me not being there every month kind of makes it to where we don't butt heads as often. But 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 I will say, you know, when we are there, things are still a little bit tense, but he he knows who the leader is, and that and that's the infamous Tyler Copeland. And I, I got to agree with you there. Now, I've got to ask you, and I don't think we've ever had this conversation. What made you to decide to start professional wrestling years ago? I mean, you and I have had a very storied past. We've known each other for many years, both inside and outside of the ring. What motivated you to step inside the squared circle? Well, those were really innocent days of mine, um, Luke. You know, this was we're going back to 2012. Um, it, it started off actually at, after training in uh, St. Louis um, at Broadway. Um, you know, really actually started started by promoting shows um, for Wrestling Invades Ultimate at the time, Wrestling Invades America, uh, as church as fundraisers for for missions trips overseas. Um, so I actually started off the first few, I started promoting shows and putting shows on in the Alton area. Um, and then when that kind of faded and over the years, um, just started working different shows across the Midwest. But really, to answer your question, it was just a love for, for wrestling growing up. Um, and that really just evolved into me wanting to get in the ring. And I got to tell you right now, the wrestling ring definitely has been better since you've entered the ring. And and again, when you look at the names of people you've competed against, and I'm just going to hit on a few of them here, the likes of uh, uh, a Leon Mephisto, like a a Benjamin Trust, like a Brandon Aarons, like a Billy McNeil. Um, I could go on. I mean, again, had the opportunity several times to see you compete. uh, WOE, PWE, among others. Uh, Had some time at MMWA as well. Um, How would you say in the past decade, that professional wrestling has changed in St. Louis? I, I think it's, to be answer your question, I think it's grown in the last few years, absolutely. Um, you see a lot of a lot of organizations, not only in St. Louis and on the Missouri side, but also on the Illinois side. Um, I, I don't recall it being as busy as it is right now. And what I mean by busy is 
you know, as many organizations and, and the crowds that are being drawn. I don't remember that, you know, four or five years ago, um, like I see now. So honestly, it's probably a lot to do with social media, um, but just it's grown. Um, I think I think that's the biggest that's the biggest factor. And, and, and the opportunity for training has in, increased as well. Um, you know, there's multiple different training schools now or, or uh, you know, ways to go about getting trained um, in the St. Louis area that I think helped. Well, right now, I mean, again, I, I would agree with you on that. I mean, again, the number of very credible promotions really has seemed to increase as of late. Uh, again, you've got the standards uh, that many people would consider here in the St. Louis area, but you've got a lot of up and coming promotions. And to see that kind of a, a wealth of wrestling uh, availability and knowledge, I mean, the, the rosters are a who's who of professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, it's, it's definitely looking up in 2023. Now, I know that this may be a problem, and I'm just going to preface it now. To make sure that my bosses don't get upset with me, I need to share the microphone, as I always do each and every week, with the Alpha. And he does have a good amount of questions. He does bring the million-dollar questions each and every week on the program. This so is a first impression, Alpha. It's your chance to make that first impression, Alpha. It's you and the infamous Tyler Copeland, the leader of the solution, a man who dresses like a million dollars each and every day. This is your first chance. This is your first impression. Take it away. Well, Tyler, I, I have to ask um, regarding your future in wrestling, and that is that on February 4th, on PWE's Roses and Broken Noses, you will be facing off against Kendall Beck in a no-disqualification match for the number one contendership of the PWE Interstate Championship. And I have to ask, going into this match, knowing that it's no-disqualification, it's the same stipulation that you lost the championship to begin with. Now, do you think that plays a big factor into the match going forward? Do you think that... You know, you have the headspace to avoid what you did last time to be able to get the W this time. Well, if if we look at history and we look at the records, I've won more of those no disqualification matches than I've lost. It is true that around this time last year, I did lose the no disqualification match to Benjamin Trust, which we can dive into that. That's still that still haunts me. I still want that win back. But I, I think if I look at my opponent, Kendall Beck. And I look at the experience that he has in those types of matches, which is zero. He's, he's been in the ring for two years. He's never been in the no disqualification match. I think I have the advantage. Well, I know I have the advantage. He's never bled in a match. He's never got hit with a weapon. He's never been really just pushed to that breaking point, to that limit. He's never had a match where those rules are bent, where you can, where you can break the rules. He's always tried to follow the rules, unlike me. So I, I think just an experience advantage. I know just an experience advantage. I'm not nervous going into this match. I, I've got this match in the bag. They say Kendall Beck is the future or one of the, one of the young guys who's the future of wrestling in St. Louis. And I'm here to make sure that doesn't happen. And I know I said the same thing about Benjamin trust, but I've made the necessary changes I need to. And I'm going to make sure that Kendall Beck doesn't get past me. Well, Alpha, I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, again, that's a, that's that's why we we have him on board. He has that that million dollar question that he brings forth each and every week here on the program. Now, I'm going to ask you this, Tyler, and you and I have known each other for many years. 
I want to look at something else that's been discussed. And that is three letters. A-T-M. Right now as it stands, he's got that opportunity to call a shot. Yeah. To go after whoever he wants to go after. I'm going to ask you right now. Granted, he's not a member of the solution. You might be looking at him as a future member of the solution. Yep. If you were in his shoes, and I believe he has to make that announcement, or he's going to make that announcement at Roses and Broken Noses on February 4th. Who do you say he goes after and why? See, that's a tough one because I'd really like to go after Benjamin Trust, the current interstate champion, and I'd also like to go after Brandon Aarons, the current pro wrestling epic champion. I think he'd be crazy to choose Baracus. Baracus is just too big of a guy, too big of a So you got to look at Brandon or Ben. In between the two, Brandon's still fresh. He just came back after years being laid off. I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with Brandon Aarons on that one. Right. Now, but I, speaking I, of the championships, you know about the controversy with Benjamin Trust, right? Uh, for those that haven't caught up with I know I'm always in the know. For those that haven't followed the situation, it being a broad, a objective broadcast journalist, as the late Bobby Heenan would say, enlighten us over the current situation. Because, again, it's, it's much easier for you to explain than it is me. Absolutely. So, yeah, Benjamin Trust, there's a lot of controversy on whether or not he's going to relinquish the interstate title and, and maybe go for the Pro Wrestling Epic Women's Championship. Um, ever since he started wearing those trunks, that those new trunks that he has. But uh, he clarified recently on Instagram, if you look at his Instagram page, right at the beginning of his profile, he has him slash he. Um, so he added that to clarify that he, he is going to continue defending the interstate title in the men's division, and he will not be moving over to the women's division. So the, the controversy is cleared up. Ow. Ow. I got to tell you, if anybody else would be making that statement. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that because I know you and, and Ben Trust have some some deep-seated personal issues. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's one of those we very well could see down the road as well. And I think Aaron Wallace um, brought up a good point here. Uh, let's go ahead and see if Hardcore Haas can bring it up here because I think Aaron sense, sums it up real good here. Uh, hold on one second here. I guess he's not going to bring it up, but that's all right. We'll get it taken care of here in just a minute. Now, Tyler, what I want to do is I don't think we've ever done this with you before. You are a man who knows exactly how it is. You are, without question, one of the most well-rounded competitors in the St. Louis area. And now one of the most well-rounded competitors in the southern part of the country. But what I want to do here is I want to take a minute and let the wrestler see the man behind Tyler Copeland for just a minute. I'm going to go ahead and give you some names or some, some titles. And I want to go ahead and see what your thoughts are. Kind of like that, kind of like the old ink blot test. To see what your, your, your gut reaction is. Because that's one of the things we don't see a lot from professional wrestlers. Is we don't get that true, honest gut reaction. We always have to have that poker face. But I want your honest opinion here. And I've got a lot of them, so we're going to go ahead and kind of roll through it here. Uh, are you willing to participate here? Let's go. I'm ready. All righty. Let's go ahead and roll through some of these. 
uh, you uh, mentioned him earlier on, a uh, fellow, I believe, fellow member of the solution, Derek Fullerton. Future. Is this one, do I have to use one word? Uh, it's your call. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. leave the floor open to you. Yeah, Derek Fullerton, future of wrestling in the St. Louis area. The young guy coming up, doing all the right things. Okay. Uh, next, former PWE champion, a man who's been setting the uh, St. Louis scene on fire as of late, Blake Steele. Controversial. I would I would say there's days where I'd support him, days where I wouldn't. I, I, I'm going to ask this here. I've seen him make in the ring. You, you got to look at it from this perspective, and I'm going to put it this way. And I might be kind of stirring the fire a little bit. Solution. Mephisto or Blake Steele? Because of the history with Mephisto, I'm going to have to go with, with Mephisto. I think we went to war so many times that even though we don't always see eye to eye, we, we understand each other, right? Okay, well, I'm going to throw this one out here, and you can see it on the screen. Jared Shannon bringing up a comment. What happens to Tyra Copeland when he does lose to Kendall Beck on February 4th? Personally, I don't see this happening. But, again, we have to listen to the voice of the Russell Talk podcast. Do you want to address this, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, this is – I can't believe I'm even addressing this, but I will not lose to Kendall Beck on February 4th. Um, it's a commitment I make to the solution who watches me lead them. Um, it's a commitment I make to pro wrestling epic as a whole. Um, Kendall Beck will not get through me on February 4th. I've already beat him. I beat him last June. Um, so I, I just don't think there's any backing behind that theory. Well, we're going to go back here real quick. I know hardcore Hoss. Can you bring up that message from uh, Aaron Wallace here? I, I, I want to bring that one back up here again. The solution should not steal NWA property, including the NWA national championship. Do you want to address, I know we're going to address this at uh, Roses and Broken Noses, but can you address this? Because a lot of people are saying that Mephisto is nowhere in the right, but a lot of wrestling purists are saying he is 100% in the right. Yeah, you know, um, I'm excited. I'm actually leading the coronation um, for for Mephisto on February 4th. He will be crowned the NWA National Championship um, via forfeit from a match in December, but regardless he is the new champion. Um, and I'm going to go out there. I might shed a few tears given the speech. I'm, I'm, I'm really going to try to to pull through it, but it's going to be an emotional moment for Mephisto. Um, I believe he is fully in the right to have that championship. Oh, I like that. I, Someone said they're betting on Tyler. That's a good bet. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Tyler, when it comes down to it, I don't expect you to cry. But if you do, they're going to be 100% tears of joy. Absolutely. I'm in my period right now. Just thinking well, about him, just thinking about that belt around his waist. Well, you know, he we'll deserves it. We're going to have to hold this together. I know that Alpha's getting ready to cry as well. So, I mean, what, what's there? Uh, next one. Bring from the past. Next one. The landlord. Ooh, the landlord. A brother. He, I consider him a brother. You know, he and I went through, uh, went through a lot together. I'd love to see him back in um back in the wrestling ring at some point um you know in which whatever role that would be okay uh, as we see right here we have a shout out here from the night owl making it a point to um show some love to the infamous tyler copeland here on the program there he oh, is i hope you heard my shout out earlier i know and like night i said owl. he just magically appears yeah. 
So, I mean, again, it's one of those with what's here. Uh, Eddie Jameson brings up here, do you support the Brotherhood? Mm, I've seen a lot of the Brotherhood. Um, I'd, I'd say they're they're doing their thing over at South Broadway, so I'd say I do support them. I mean, I see them, uh, I see them, you know, doing a lot over there. I think they're they're winning pretty regularly. Um, you know, they had a, they had a coffin match at some point last year, which I can't remember the last time anything like that happened in uh, in St. Louis. So, you know, I, I think they're doing some creative and, and big things. All right, next one, Harsh. See, Harsh has issues with the solution right now. So I, I can't say that I'm I'm a big fan of him. Dude's probably six 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 seven. He's a tall guy, so it might take. Well, I could take him down, but it might take two of us to take him. But we got to we're going to find a solution to take him out of the picture. Well, Tyler, I'm going to tell you right now, and, and, and again, I'm not trying to cause any animosity between yeah. Luke Roberts and the solution, or Luke Roberts and Tyler Copeland. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it. I don't know if the solution in its current form has a plan for Harsh and Damian Blackwell. That's going to be one of those. That's going to be a challenge because I'll tell you right now, I had the opportunity for many years to know Damian's father. I've seen Damian Blackwell progress and with Harsh behind him, I'd be very nervous. and I tread very lightly when you deal with those two men. Yeah. Um, and I will say it, it's a harsh being in the picture is a bit of a problem because we saw that coming with Damian Blackwell. Uh, we actually eyed him as someone potentially for the solution at some point. We shot him a couple text messages. We tried to reach out to him. He turned us down. Um, so in that case, typically what I would do with a young upstart like that, who has a lot of potential, we would squash it right away. We would take care of him. We went in and tried to do that. Guess who shows up to protect him? His father's former friend, Harsh. So you're exactly right. Both of them are a big problem right now. But I will tell you, they've been a problem for a few months. We've thought about it, and we've got a plan going into February 4th. And keep in mind, too, they had a chance to win those tag team championships that Mephisto and Nick the Natural are holding right now. Um, and they didn't walk away with the belts. Mephisto and Nick the Natural did. So it, we've already we've already been successful in making sure that they didn't get those belts. Um, so now we just need to keep those belts away from them, and we, we need to get them out of pro wrestling epic altogether. And, and again, that's one of those where some people might use the divide and conquer strategy. And again, that's definitely something I think the solution may have thought of. Uh, I want to go ahead and throw uh, two more names at you, and then we're going to bring in. Uh, we're going to change the segment up a little bit. We're going to go ahead and we're going to throw two more names at you. First one we're going to throw at you is uh, your opponent for February fourth, Kendall Beck. I would say failed potential right now. I think he's still a guy that has a lot of potential. I think he tried to skyrocket too fast. I think that he shouldn't have called me out when he did. He said he wants more last May. Um, I answered the call and I said, you want more? Let's, let's step in the ring next month in June. I taught him a lesson. I beat him in less than 10 minutes. They say I did it with a little bit of help, but whatever. I still won. And he should have just taken the loss, moved on, made himself better and came back, but he didn't. He kept, he kept on pushing for that rematch. He kept on pushing to get me back in the ring and accusing me of cheating in that original match. So now he's going to pay for that because he should have taken the loss, made himself better, moved on because he continued saying my name. I'm going to squash this whole potential that he has in the future in a no disqualification match. 
on his birthday, February 4th, his big old birthday bash, I'm going to hurt him so badly that he will never step in that ring again. And that's why I'm happy this is a no disqualification match. That's what I mean by squashing his potential. He's not getting in the ring back after February 4th. And again, those are very strong words from the infamous Tyler Copeland. Now, Tyler, one more before we bring the alpha back in here. That is the PWE heavyweight champion, Brandon Aarons. Yeah, I mean, I would say the two guys, I probably, uh, three guys I have the most animosity with would be Kendall Beck, my opponent, Benjamin Trust, who we, we touched on, glad he's staying in the men's division, um, and Brandon Aarons. Um, Brandon Aarons and I, we probably have the most history. We go back. Almost um, since day one, right? Man, uh, almost, probably since about 2015, so for about seven, eight years. Um Brandon Aaron, he's on my list for this year. I got to get back to him. Um, but first, got to get through Kendall Beck, then Benjamin Trust, redeem that loss. And, and Brandon Aaron, I'll get back to him at some point. But we've had so much history that, that I'm confident I'll circle back there. But one thing at a time. All right. And again, you can't blame anybody for what's there. Uh, and again, uh, I, I'm not even going to go into the commentary here right now. There's one that definitely is being uh, kind of, pushing the line here with you, bud, but I'm going to go ahead, Tyler, and throw it out here because, again, I'm being told by my boss i got to share it. It's one from Aaron Wallace. He wants to talk about there about talking about a birthday coronation, not a championship coronation. i got to get your thoughts. There will be no birthday coronation for Kendall Beck. Uh, the only way there would be a birthday coronation for Kendall Beck is if he beats me in the main event on February 4th, and he is not going to walk away as the winner. Uh, I'm going to make sure this is the worst birthday of Kendall Beck's young life. Strong words, Tyler, strong words. Now, Alpha, I know you're here, and I know you've been sitting there for a while. You've been waiting patiently. I think that we've kind of calmed things down between you and Tyler. We're going to go ahead and change this up a little bit. Instead of being just the Tyler Copeland word association, we're now going to make it the Tyler Copeland and Alpha word association Hmm. here we go and we're gonna go ahead i'm gonna throw a few words at you and i want your honest opinion and we'll just kind of let the conversation go where it needs to go um alpha we're gonna go with you first one new japan pro wrestling awesome tyler Uh, had an amazing event with wrestle kingdom i watched that recently that was that was amazing I, I thought it was fantastic. I was a huge fan. I'm I'm interested in a lot of the belts that they have going on currently. Uh, the King of Pro Wrestling belts, Shinga Takagi. I'm really curious to see where that goes in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Omega winning the U.S. title was definitely a big surprise. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to get into a feud with Ishii for the TV title. So I'm definitely excited to hear about that. So, like I said, awesome. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I should follow it a little bit closer than I do. I, I, I follow... Uh... You know, for the most part, the big names like Will Ospreay, uh, Kenta, if he's still there, Shingo, um, Omega, of course, uh, Jay White, all, all the major names. But I'd, I'd love to follow it on a more regular basis. It, it's definitely a lot, but I know that there's like a schedule to it. It's There's a whole Reddit page dedicated to it where they like track the New Japan Cup and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you right now, the New Japan Cup is not something to joke about. It's a definite, I mean, that's almost like the G1 Climax for New Japan. 
So I mean, especially because it's single elimination, so the the brackets go by a lot stronger because it's not round robin. That is true. Uh, Next one for you, Ring of Honor, Uh, Tyler. Um, I mean, it seemed it seemed kind of stagnant to me right now. I, I used to follow it heavily, so that was the first like major independent I got into. This was back in 2007, 2008. Um, used to go up to, uh, when I was much younger, used to go up to Chicago with my dad to see some of the, the shows in Chicago for Ring of Honor. Um, those events were amazing. Followed it probably through early 2010s. Didn't follow it much in recent years. But it seems right now, that really, there's just a few events per year on, on pay-per-view. Um, I'd love to see them get a more like consistent schedule. Alpha, your thoughts? Ring of Honor. Untapped potential. I'm really curious to see what AEW does in the coming weeks with Ring of Honor now that we have a dedicated app for it. And I know people are still kind of iffy on it, and I can understand why, but part of me also thinks this could be like NXT the first time around with the black and gold where it was a subscription thing, but it was really good wrestling. So people ended up forking over the money because they were like, well, I got to watch the next show. And... I think if they dedicate the time to it, I think we can get it back to the old school, longer time limits, you know, proper, you know, handshakes, 20 limit or 20, uh, 20 second counts on the outside. Just, I mean, they've been doing that obviously, but you know, just recapture some of that old ring of honor goodness by being, you know, its own thing. And that's the, uh, the honor club, right? The, um, subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that like on demand where you can go back and see, you know, all the shows from like the late 2000s, 2010s and all that. I Similar? think it is, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. Since, uh, that would yeah, be great to check out. Yeah, for sure. There's like, well, especially cause ring of honor is actually really nice about posting their stuff on YouTube. There's a lot of free matches that are somewhere in like hour 54 minutes. So to have an opportunity at that is like great because then yeah. you can check out some of the more hidden stuff that everybody's like, Hey, remember this show from like 2002? Absolutely. And I, and I can tell you right now, there, there have been a lot of great ring of honor events as well. When they were doing events in Collinsville and making the loop of Collinsville, Chicago Ridge, um, Nashville, a lot of great events moving along here. And you're going to be surprised. The next one I throw out there, WWE alpha riding high right now it's just the the fact that people are torn on raw xxx is a good thing because at the end of the day they're still getting the publicity for it you know we got the people raving about it they're sharing their favorite clips everybody who knows who the undertaker and brock lesnar are are going to click the videos the people who are hating it are creating discussion so it's not a bad thing you know i mean so they're they're definitely riding high into wrestlemania and in, i mean even in the royal rumble like we're we're still waiting for royal rumble to happen Sorry. <laughs> All right, Tyler, WWE. I mean, I've been I've been very interested in it ever since, you know, the, the change in creative, I think in August. Um, I thought every I mean, I'm I'm not really watching it on a weekly basis unless something big happens. I'm seeing it on YouTube, but I have watched, you know, the monthly like pay-per-view events on the uh, Peacock on the network. Um, and every every one I've watched since the change in creative has just I mean, it's I thought it's been much better. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the Royal Rumble and, and WrestleMania. And it's been a while since I've probably been this excited for, for those two events. So That is true. And like I said, I, yeah. it's one of those I, I talked with my brother, who's also a retired professional wrestler as well. And to me, the two big events 
uh, up until about five or six years ago would be the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. And now I got to tell you right now, to me, I would put Wrestle Kingdom in that list. Um, I would probably put, I almost want to say double or nothing always seems to deliver for AEW. Um, but like I said, we've got several of those um, keynote events. And and Larry Wolf, longtime uh, member of the Talk Podcast family, centered it out here. Figure that we go ahead and take care of that. Uh, what's up, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. And we'll kind of go from there. Uh, last one, gentlemen. One a lot of people have been talking about. Three letters. A-E-W. Tyler. Um, I, I love watching AEW. I, I'm, you know, I wish CM Punk was still, I hope CM Punk comes back. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, taken up to another level when he, when he was there, but we had a little bit more variety when he was there, but still there's really as much variety as you can get with, I think with AEW, right. Um, you have your blend of, of high flying, you have your blend of technical wrestling and, um, hardcore matches. So I think when you're looking at like an in, in-ring product, AEW has a little bit of everything, uh, no complaints there. You know, I just hope this, the punk thing gets resolved. I think a lot of people agree with you there, but I mean, again, Tyler, you know, and, and again, I'm going to kind of pull the curtain back here a little bit from what we've heard. If you're throwing punches with management, that often doesn't bode too well for your likelihood in the business. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just the way it is. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think CM Punk, one of the things I got to tell you, and Alpha, I apologize. We're going to give you your moment here in a minute. But I remember watching a matchup uh, with uh, CM Punk and MJF and hearing him come out to his ROH music. I just about lost my mind. The only thing I think that made me, and again, maybe it's the classic rock guy in me or the rock guy in me. I think the only thing that made me feel that good was when the elite came out to uh, carry on wayward son by Kansas. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just one of those where Tony Khan and um, AEW has found a way to find things that are going to draw fans in from a completely different perspective. Uh, Alpha, I know you're a pretty big fan of AEW. Larry Wolf throwing some more comments out here. And again, we'll come back to Jared's in just a minute. Alpha, your thoughts, AEW. I'm undecided on AEW because there's a lot of stuff they're getting right, but it definitely seems like they're trying to shake off what happened at the tail end of 2022 because we're still talking about punk. And I know that's just because, you know, contracts, disputes and all that crap. But, you know, we're and then we just now got the show for Ring of Honor. So it's definitely like we're caught in a weird spot where they need to detach Ring of Honor while also moving past the punk thing. But we are on the right track, at least in terms of, you know, homegrown talent doing a really good job. I mean, Darby Allen, well, I know some people have their thoughts on him winning the title off of Samoa Joe. I'm glad that he's doing, you know, really good workhorse matches right now. I mean, he had uh, Juice Robinson recently. Um, I believe uh, he just wrestled Kushida, which was, you know, amazing to hear because Kushida's fantastic. Well, and I'm, too, I'm assuming he's... Where else can you imagine to having somebody like Darby Allen and Kushida. Exactly. That that hoverboard armbar is just, ugh, it's, I need to watch that match again. <laughs> and you know, you can watch that anytime you want. I mean, again, it's a, it's a great matchup to follow. Now I got one more to throw at you. And this one is going to be kind of out there. 
Ready for this one? The yep. last name on this word association. Tyler Copeland. <laughs> Alpha. Sorry, was finding the switch. Upstanding guy. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Awesome host or awesome guest. Uh, fantastic wrestler and very engaging chat, I will say. Thank you, Alpha. Alpha, you redeemed yourself. Thank you for that. That's Thank you for I that. I would say Tyler Copeland, leader of the solution. And I would say by the end of 2023, you're going to say Tyler Copeland, pro wrestling epic champion, or Tyler Copeland, pro wrestling epic interstate champion, or maybe both. So we'll see. It's and again, we had, we had a comment about that too here. I'm going back and looking at the messages that I get them as they go through here. Was the idea it was said about 10, about 10 minutes ago by Jared. Will Tyler uh, Copeland unify the interstate championship and the PWE championship? I mean, again, that would be a great thing to see, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to put my two cents in. I've kept it out the, pretty much the bulk of the time. Tyler Copeland, class act, outstanding leader, snappy dresser, and definitely a man's man inside the professional wrestling world. Now, we've gotten we've gotten the alpha back to where he needs to be for all of about 12 seconds. Tyler, as you know, we have a segment called the Russell Talk Podcast, world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And you can see Alpha's turning away now because he got caught in, in, in a truth. He said not only could he defeat the infamous Tyler Copeland, but he could, defeat, he could defeat the infamous Tyler Copeland not two out of three falls. He said he could sweep you. I don't uh, I don't uh, I don't remember that. No, 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 no. I've got prior to the interview. I don't know if it all came out. Boss, you agree with me here, right? That Alpha said that in the meeting this week we said Tyler Copeland was gonna be on show. He said he was gonna win and he was gonna sweep. I heard that in the meeting. I did. Well, let's find out. Is this something this is something we can do right now? I think we can do it right now. Let's go ahead, Hardcore Austin, hit the music for the world-famous WrestleTalk podcast, Game Show Challenge. Gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's com- competitors are representing the solution, the infamous Tyler Copeland, and the Russell Talk Podcast own the Alpha. Gentlemen, in just a few moments, I'm going to ask you three questions about three professional wrestling personalities relating to a particular topic. When you think you know the answer, shout out your answer. First one to get two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. At this point, Tyler, I know you're familiar with the directions. Alpha, do you understand the rules? Yes, I think I do. But okay, just well, repeat them again in case I didn't hear them the first time. I'm not repeating anything, man. You should have heard them the first time. Now, 
at this point, in honor of the Royal Rumble being this Saturday live as a, pr- a premier live event on the WWE Network, tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast category for the Game Show Challenge is Wrestle Talk Podcast Presents Royal Rumble Winners and First Runner Up. These individuals will both have won and been the last person eliminated in a Royal Rumble match. Tyler, are you ready? Yes. Alpha, are you ready? Yes. Parkour Hoss, do you have the tape machine rolling? So if we have to go to a tiebreaker, we have to make a decision. All right. Here we go with question number one. This individual has won the Royal Rumble and has been the last eliminated in a Royal Rumble. Most recently, he returned to team with Kevin Owens against Sammy John Cena. Hoss, we got to go to the tape. (laughs) Unfortunately, Alpha started first on that. Yes, he got it. Alpha got it. All right, so at this point, it's one nothing. That's okay, Tyler. In, in classic wrestling fashion, again, as our good friend J.J. Dillon would say, it is the best two out of three falls. So yep. you're going to come back strong. I could see a second and a third fall right here, both for the, for the infamous one. Gentlemen, here we go with question number two. This individual has both won and been first runner-up in the Royal Rumble. Most recently, this individual was the first to use their contract to compete for an NXT championship, that being the NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte. This point, it's 2 nothing. Oh, no. Or the alpha. Now, Tyler, we got to talk. I've lost, right? No, 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 no. There are certain individuals that said they were going to sweep you. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I'm going to deal with this in a meeting if he sweeps you here. All right, let's do it. You're too, you're, you're too good for that. We got this. Now, right, alpha, right. are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. The third... And final question. This individual has been the runner-up in a Royal Rumble and one of two co-winners in a Royal Rumble. He went on to win the WWF Championship at WrestleMania 10 against Yokozuna. Red Heart. Heart. Ladies and gentlemen, the third fall goes to Tyler Copeland. (laughs) However, due to circumstances beyond his control, basically saying he would sweep, ladies and gentlemen, the WrestleTalk Podcast Media Department has made an executive decision, and tonight's winner of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge is the infamous Tyler Copeland. Hit the music. <laughs> I knew you could do it, Tyler. Yeah. You did good. Yeah. 
I had to lose, I'm glad it's Tyler. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here. If the Alpha wouldn't have been overconfident, he could have won. But he did make the promise of winning three, three in a row, getting the sweep again this week. It didn't happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, by that decree, Tyler Copeland winning the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge this week. Now, you're celebrating for the man that just went, just won? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to turn. I'm just going to turn this over to Tyler Copeland. Tyler, I don't know what to say about Alpha here, but at this point, for those that want to follow you, they want to catch you at PWE on February 4th. Uh, can you give us a little more information about how they can get uh, information or tickets or where they can see the infamous Tyler Copeland compete with Pro Wrestling Epic? Absolutely. So our next next event is Saturday, February 4th, at the Spalding Hall in Alton, Illinois. And I would recommend getting tickets in advance. Now, you can walk up, but I would recommend tickets in advance. They're going very quickly. Um, you can find Pro Wrestling Epic on Facebook. Just type in Pro Wrestling Epic. Uh, message the message the uh, group directly. You can get those tickets. You can message me directly on Facebook. Um, you can message uh, Mephisto directly on Facebook. Really, you can message any of the any of the wrestlers who will be at the event. Um, I, would, I would trust a solution member if I were you. Um, very trustworthy. But I hope to see everyone there Saturday, February 4th. It's going to be a packed show. I am going to pick up the win. And uh, hopefully after February 4th, we will hear no more of this Kendall Beck. So you heard it right here. The infamous Tyler Copeland, leader of the solution and the winner of tonight's WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge. Tyler, thank you for coming back on the program. Again, I apologize for the alpha and all the headaches that were caused here earlier this evening. And again, we're gonna we're gonna disregard this last comment that that's out here by Jared. We're gonna hopefully see you back here soon. You've you've carried a lot of gold in PWE, and hopefully we're gonna see more championship gold around your waist and over your shoulder in the weeks and months to come. Absolutely. Thank y'all for having me on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the infamous Tyler Copeland joining us here on the Russell Talk podcast here this evening. Gentlemen, I gotta tell you, tonight's show, two hours, awesome from top to bottom. Darla Staggs, the infamous Tyler Copeland, the shoot and shout we didn't get to do tonight, but we did have Big Daddy P. We had an update on the FWWC. We saw the Alpha, unfortunately, taking a loss here tonight on the game show challenge, but that's okay. It was a great show. Um, Alpha, any final thoughts here this evening? Just as when can they come back to the show? Because it was fantastic. It didn't even feel like two hours. It just it felt like 10 minutes, but it went by so well and it was fun. And it's just nice to talk to people about wrestling. You know, it's nice to take a break on a Tuesday after working for five hours, you know, just kick it. Talk about one of my favorite things with people who understand what I'm what I'm up about. (laughs) I I agree with you completely there, Alpha. That's what makes pro wrestling so much fun for somebody who's been around as long as I've been. I mean, I remember being a little kid and watching pro wrestling on my grandma's living room, uh, living room floor when I was five and six years old. And I still watch pro wrestling just as intently as I did back then. Hardcore Hoss, I think you're going to share what uh, Jared's putting out here, too. And again, thank you to all the viewers who have been here on the program tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts about tonight's program? Oh, just a great episode. You know, enjoyed the whole two hours and 12 minutes so far. You know, it, it's been wonderful. And just really look forward to uh, to next week. You know, another great episode on tap and couldn't be more excited. Well, I can tell you right now, this episode was great. And again, if you have the opportunity, you can check, catch Pro Wrestling Epic 
February 4th, uh, Spalding Hall, Alton, Illinois. You can also catch uh, the Bruiser Brody Memorial uh, Battle Royal as well as part of the uh, SICW Fan Fest on, I believe it's May 13th at the Aviator Hotel in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, also, you can catch Darla Staggs at the uh, Hall of Fame. You can also catch uh, the Wrestle Talk podcast is going to be at the National Wrestling Hall of Fame as well in July. Uh, real quick here, we're going to go ahead real quick and throw up those great sponsors. Promotional Let's see. consideration paid for by the following. There you go. We've got our great our great voiceover guy right there bringing that to us. Let's go ahead and acknowledge our great sponsors here this evening. Royal Mills Transportation, brought to us by the uh, by the CEO himself, Dewan Mills Rathbun Engraving. If you want one of those great Wrestle Talk Podcast mugs, guaranteed to keep your drink cold, make it a point to send a message to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. They're available twenty dollars a piece. Nobleman's Barber Lounge, Kansas City, Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Our good friends, Interstate 70 Sports Media. The maestro Jeremy Carp was checking in earlier this evening. Little Popeye Designs, home of the Russell Talk Podcast Tumblr, and the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. I'm going to tell you right now here, uh, before we get too much farther along here, let's throw up Aaron's comment here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I'm, I'm going to kind of talk about it here. Let's go ahead and throw this up here real quick. I know we don't have a lot of time left. Can you imagine the Russell Talk Podcast being in the Aviator Hall and Ballroom? And would it be live streamed? To quote a musical line, things that make you go, hmm. That's definitely one of those that we might have to think about. I like how that was that was brought there. Gentlemen, real quick before we let you go. I mean, again, it's a great episode here tonight. But I, I would be remiss. This is kind of a last-minute high spot. I'm going to throw it here right now. Women's Royal Rumble. You have about eight seconds to decide who walks out the winner of the women's Royal Rumble, Hardcore Hoss. Um, you know, it, it it really could be anybody, and I'm just not sure on who's going to win that one yet. Alpha, I'm going Alexa Bliss. I I don't know why. It just seems like they might be building towards that, especially now that we've had you know the Undertaker moment with Bray. So hopefully they pull the trigger and this can become something crazy, but that's my best bet right now. I'm going to be honest with you. My gut feeling right now, Rhea Ripley. I think she's on a wave of momentum. I think that's there. Now, the $64,000 question, men's Royal Rumble. I'm going to go right here. You've heard it countless times. Sami Zayn wins the Rumble. I'm done. Mic drop. Alpha? I got to go Cody Rhodes. I just, maybe, just maybe they'll do it. Iron Man performance. He comes in at number four or something. Just really, really makes the strive and covers up the fact that they announced him ahead of the time so that it would be, you know, a reveal. But I I want Cody Rhodes as the American Nightmare to win the Royal Rumble and eventually win the media. Hardcore Uh loss? I I would go with Cody Rhodes as well, you know. Um, they they were really seemed to be trying to build towards Cody going for a championship uh, before he got hurt. And now that he's back, I look for him to uh, resume that build towards the championship. And it's been said he wants to bring back the uh, spread eagle, spread wing eagle belt, you know. And so I, I look for him to, to win it. Well, I can tell you right now, 
If you agree, disagree with what we have to say, make it a point to s- send those messages out to the WrestleTalk podcast on social media. Who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble, the men's and the women's Royal Rumble? we got a lot of great action that's going to be taking place. We have a world championship defense uh, with Roman Reigns taking on Kevin Owens. We also have a Raw championship matchup, Alexa Bliss taking on Bianca Belair. We've got the tag team championships being defended. We've got countless other titles being defended on the program. Plus, you have the men's and women's Royal Rumble. From top to bottom, a stacked card. We're going to be on the road to WrestleMania by the time we get back here next week, gentlemen. And I'm going to tell you right now, for more information on the WrestleTalk Podcast, check us out online, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Also, check us out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You name it, you can check us out. Hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, another great show in the books. We'll be back here next Tuesday evening, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock on the East Coast. For more information about the FWWC, you can check us out, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You can also check them out Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Central, right here on all these great social media outlets. Once again, hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling. For Luke Roberts, Hardcore Hoss, and the Alpha, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and supporting the WrestleTalk Podcast. We'll see you right here next week on the WrestleTalk Podcast.